It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show, heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now on today's show, here's your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on TogiNet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. Uh, The topic of our podcast is the myth, the man, the credit legend, Billy Alt. So I just want to tell you a little bit about this uh, special guest that I have on today. He's such a rock star. Billy is the president at 700 Services Incorporated. Also, he um, has direct response. uh, He's the direct response marketing and leads expert, a consumer credit expert witness in both state and federal courts, recognized consumer credit expert, published author, over 25 years of real-world credit and mortgage experience, He's a Texas real estate commission instructor. He has over 5,000 real estate transactions closed to date, former break-free academy coach, a well-known speaker. He's also a coach, a business trainer. He has 4.5 years of mentorship under the leading social media influencers on the internet. And he's also a real estate investor slash real estate flipper. I mean, what can he do? <laughs> so let's Man, you're too kind, Lisa. Warm, <laughs> let's give a warm Texas welcome because we do everything big here in Texas to the myth, the man, the credit legend himself, Mr. Billy Alt. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First off for having me and thank you for such a kind, warm, uh, uh, welcome and introduction that, that but you're in, you're far too kind. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I'm just as super stoked as I was last Thursday when I got to see the legend herself, uh, Celine Dion. So I'm just super excited and so glad <laughs> that you would take this time with us. Cause I know you're so busy. So thank no, you. Absolutely. So much. I think be, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, you know, we want to get right into it because I know you have all of your people, your tribe listening in. And so we're going to deliver a great uh, podcast for them today. So tell us a little bit in your own words about Billy Alt. So I started out in the manufactured housing business in 1989, straight out of high school at 19 years old and um, worked my way up from a salesperson in Mesquite. To, I uh, went up to Tyler, Texas um, in 1995 and um, uh, was in the manufactured housing industry out there, Lisa, for oh, 15 years, I guess. And mm-hmm. around, oh, I guess, oh, 05, oh, 06, the state changed the laws as far as the way you can finance a, a manufactured home. It had to become real property. Real property. 
and it really, really killed the industry, shut down hundreds of factories. And um, we went from probably about 25, 30 lenders down to uh, two, one being cash. And it really just, it, it really, it killed the industry. And it's since, you know, rebounded back. But at that point, um, I began flipping houses, buying and selling real estate. And um, uh, the majority of the people that I was working with had credit problems, had credit issues. So we, my wife also has a, a history in the manufactured housing industry, mortgages and stuff. So we found ourselves helping people repair their credit and work on their credit, you know, to, to get up 50, 75 points, whatever they needed to be able to purchase a house. So mm-hmm. uh, just because the lending was so strict, was so tight. So that has since, you know, and, and it's funny because that was back in 07 when we really officially started the company. And I thought I knew credit. Um, and I did because I've looked at thousands and thousands of credit reports. But I, um, you know, at that point, we got real serious about it. We formed the, the, the mm-hmm. corporation. I uh, started growing the company. And, um, uh, you know, I, I since have been certified in various credit uh, i'm a consumer credit expert witness uh fico expert uh, consumer credit expert you know so we have uh since we started the company we we i've really taken my credit knowledge and uh how we were able to help people uh transform their life through credit to a whole new level we 700 credit repair we've been in business now uh, 13 years uh and we actually this is pretty exciting we just recently uh surpassed the 20,000 prepared credit reports mark we we have a documented contracts 20,000 people credit reports repaired so i'm pretty proud about that so sum all that up um my background is really sales real estate mortgages in the manufactured housing business we would uh help the customer sell the house help with the land whatever and then we would also actually close um in that industry at that time there wasn't we didn't use outside. We did use outside mortgage services, but we were responsible for it. So, and that's how I learned credit, finance, mortgages, real estate, and all that stuff. So, um, that's kind of a that's me in a nutshell. Okay, well, that's wonderful, uh, Billy, to hear how you and uh, your wife has grown this business and just helped so many people. And that's what we love about having movers and influencers, movers and shakers such as yourself. You're making such a huge impact on uh, the lives of individuals, real people. And so that's just so fascinating. You know, I have a couple of questions here that I think are um, frequently asked questions for credit repair companies. So let's, let's dive in. How long before people see results when they sign up with 700creditrepair.com? Usually our clients will see the majority of the things that we dispute. We dispute for um, accuracy. We make sure that information is timely. We make sure it's it's accurate um, and, and verifiable. So it really... Our, our, believe it or not, Lisa, our first and second round of dispute letters are typically our best. Um, so, and, and what that looks like is when a client signs up with us, we go through their report with them, do a great, you know, detailed credit analysis. Once our letters are sent out, we dispute different methods, but, you know, we, we typically will go to the original creditor as well as the credit bureaus. We have to give them 30 days to do their 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 legal audits and stuff like that. And so we call that a round, about round 40 days. We, you know, give them a week or whatever to get results out and all that. We'll re-pull credit 
and then we we see what came off and what was verified and the things that were verified we go back and say okay well you say you have verification but you're not verifying it so could we please see that method of verification or whatever the next round may be to answer your question my first and second round is, is always my those are my best rounds so you're you know usually within the first 90 days we've really made a good um, a, a good run at, at, at the negative items um, we do unlimited disputes unlimited legal disputes um, we dispute every item on the credit report. A lot of my competition, what they'll do is they'll dispute three or five items, one bureau at a time. They want to charge those monthly fees, and they'll charge it out for 12 to 18 months or whatever. Our deal is we really focus on the home buying process because that's what we're good at. That's what Melissa and I, who's my business partner, our CFO, um, she runs our, our processing dispute center. But that's really what we're good with. We, we understand the mortgage, the buying process. And, and my clients who come to me, they don't, you know, we'll have people that are maybe a 600, they'd like to get to a 700 by the end of the year. Um, but really, that's too long. The majority of my folks, they, they, they need to be out of their apartment in, in two months, or they need to, uh, their rent house they're in was, was sold. And, and, you know, so they need to be bumped up from a 550 to a 650 relatively quick. So, um, and the actions are always the same. You know, uh, again, I'm, I'm I'm a FICO expert and, and understanding that algorithm and how to manipulate it. And, and I say that word in a nice way and in a, in a kind way. Okay. I mean, it's not that right. difficult, you know, so we'll, we'll analyze a report. We'll look at the negatives. They have to go. That's just the bottom line. And then we look at that positive mix and the positive ratio. Um, so my team, we, we, we work on both ends of, of the spectrum. So usually 90 days, we've made a really, really good mark on, the, on, on raising that score. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. So the next question I have here for you, Billy, is what if all of my negative items are accurate? What happens then? So there's certain things the bureaus have to, have to report and how they report and things like, you know, they have to report 100% accurate items. They have to report 100% timely, and it has to be 100% verifiable. So just because something's accurate doesn't necessarily mean the account number was not transposed or the date of last activity is incorrect, you know, or the statute of limitations has expired or, you know, something like that. So... Mm -hmm. lost you. Oh, okay. So you were saying, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm losing you, Lisa. My, can you hear me? Yes, I can. So, oh, okay, I got you. So whether, whether the, whether the charge off was, was, was yours or not, it still mm -hmm. has to be reported within a timely manner. They can only report it for, you know, so much time. We look at all aspects of the account is the, um, account number correct is the date open correct is the date of last activity correct i'll give you a perfect example when a, uh, most folks that have a car repossession the bank will work with them and add a note on the back of of, of the note so add one payment two payments on the back of the note so a 60 month mm -hmm. note now became a 61 or 62 month note whenever they report 60 months as, as far as the term that's incorrect inaccurate information so that's the kind of things that we dive in and look for um and then also that has to be verifiable. It may be accurate, but 
but they may not have records. There's 2 billion pieces of data transferred between the credit bureaus and banks and credit unions and collection companies daily. That stuff does get uh, mishandled, lost, um, and, and, you know, it's business. A lot of times they'll look at it. Do they want to verify this? Do they want to send us proof of this? And, and they just choose to permanently, you know, remove it um, for, for, for business reasons. For, you know, it costs more money sometimes to argue something out than it does to prove a okay. point. Right, absolutely. Well, stay tuned. Uh, when we come back on the other side of the break, we'll dive in more with the man, the legend himself, Mr. Billy Alt. Stay tuned. Sorry, I thought my phone cut out. Americans spend more time at the mall than anywhere else. There are 50,000 shopping malls in the United States alone. The Mall of America, located between Minneapolis and St. Paul, is the largest in the world with more than 500 stores. What's a word for a person who is a compulsive shopper? An oniomaniac. Studies have shown that women will buy more if they hear their heels clicking on the floor. So designers often use hard flooring in hallways. Of course, the stores want customers to spend all their coopity coop. That's another word for money. Well, I gotta run. There's only one more shopping day until tomorrow. My husband said if I don't quit shopping so much, he would leave me. Lord, I'm gonna miss that man. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so thankful to have you all join us each and every Thursday exclusively on TogiNet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you all today. The topic of this Apple podcast is the myth, the man, the credit repair legend, Mr. Billy Alt. 
Billy is the president at 700 Services Incorporated, and I am just super excited to have him on. So welcome back, Billy. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So before the break, we were talking about um, if, uh, if the credit information is uh, accurate, and you were explaining how even though it may be accurate, some other things may be may not be, and therefore you can uh, have those uh, you know negative items removed. So moving forward, the next question is, can you help while someone is going through a bankruptcy? Yes, we absolutely can. There needs to be some time elapsed and and the reason the main reason for that, Lisa is, um, when a when an account let's talk about like a charge off and a bankruptcy mm-hmm. sort of works the same way, but when an account charges off, that that original creditor or debtor they're going to hang on to that account and and eventually they're going to most likely sell it. So when they sell it, you have a collection account coming, so to speak. You know, so the dust sort of the dust sort of has to settle on, on accounts like that, and bankruptcies are, are no different. So regardless of the type of of an account that you have that's a a baddie is how they're classified for FICO, regardless of that account, what it is, whether it's a bankruptcy, foreclosure, repossession, or a $20 medical collection, the the 247 consumer laws that that protect us, they're all – they're the same. So just because the – the you know, you have a bankruptcy with with, with a, a county or a state, whatever you want to call it, they, 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 that doesn't give them any other, any more power than anybody else. What we would be a problem with a bankruptcy. Let's say that bankruptcy, you know, is six months old or something like that, and and um, maybe there's still some accounts that are are showing charged off as opposed to being included in the bankruptcy. Um, really, we like to see a bankruptcy a year old or older or uh, discharged, um, and, and but we can certainly dispute them. And what we look at when you're disputing a bankruptcy, certain things like the 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 counties are the ones who who are showing are reporting bankruptcies when it's truly not them. They're not subscribers or they don't hold a contract. They don't have the right to report. LexisNexis does. So that is an example of inaccurate reporting. It's not an inaccurate bankruptcy. It is inaccurate reporting because on a credit report it will show. You know the 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 date the bankruptcy was opened, all that stuff, and then it'll show what county the bankruptcy was filed in, and it'll show the reporting source. Well, they usually will show the county as the reporting source. The county is not the one reporting it. LexisNexis is reporting it. That's inaccurate information. So I'll give you guys a tip. What we do is we send a letter to the county, and, and we you know we'll say, hey, you guys are reporting to the credit bureau. Uh, I have a bankruptcy, or our client has a bankruptcy. Didn't know you guys were a, a, a subscriber or, or had the legal rights to report to the credit bureau. And, of course, they nine times out of ten come back with a letter saying we are not reporting to the credit bureau. So it's hard for the credit bureau not to remove that item if the people they're saying are reporting it put in writing and signed a letter saying we're not reporting it. So th- that's okay. an example of, of, of inaccurate reporting. The way the, the credit reports, the, the whole system works, we don't have a credit report on us per se I, it's not like a you know a, a medical file or something like that it, what happens is the, the bureaus are, are are basically scanning looking for gathering details and information 
um, that line up to you, i.e. your social address, um, date of birth, you know, that, that, that is how they verify that account belongs to you. So LexisNexis is, is putting that, the bankruptcy information out there, and it, it gets picked up and seen, and it, it's compiled at that point. But it's not like we have a running credit report, um, and we can't go mm-hmm. back. You can't go back and get yesterday's report. It, that data is saved, yes, but there's no way to get a past report unless it's like through a monitoring service. But in real time, they can't go back and the Bureau print off and say, oh, that was his report at that time. It, it's not like that, if that makes sense. So, But again, on the bankruptcy okay. case, regardless of what type of an account it is, I mean, legally, you, you have a, your consumer rights will allow you to dispute those accounts and, and try to find some holes. And, you know, rightfully so. If they're going to report that stuff, report it accurately and report it timely and report it factually. And, like, let's all stay on the same playing field. And, and it, it's your right as a consumer to ask to see that proof that method of proof or that verification of proof or whatever, or if it's a collection, it's your right to see the validation that they actually own that debt. You know, so the laws are on our side as far as consumer credit. Mm -hmm. Very good. The next question I have, Billy, is, is credit repair worth it? And if so, why? Oh, goodness. I did a video a couple days ago. Um, My average price is $1,200. And my average customer sees a hundred and actually I think it's one fifty seven, let's call it one fifty. They see an average of a one fifty point gain. Okay. So you do the numbers. Uh, uh, let's look at a vehicle. If I'm a six hundred credit score and I pay twelve hundred dollars to me and I go to a seven hundred credit score, that's just a hundred point jump. The difference in interest rate on a vehicle loan between a six score and a seven hundred score you're talking probably 8% difference in interest, 6 to 8%. 600 credit scores are paying a ballpark probably 8% for, for car loans, and I would think that would be low. Um, mm-hmm. 700 credit scores, there's 0% money out there, 1% money out there. I know for a fact 720 will get you 0% through a lot of a, a lot of bank finances for a car. So you look at those numbers, the difference in a 0% or a 1% loan and a 8% loan on a – Forty thousand dollar car, the difference is probably about three hundred dollars a month, two fifty a month, three hundred a month, maybe more than that. So, over the course of just one year, you're talking, you know, three thousand dollars on a more on a, on a car payment monthly. Um, I have got a buddy of mine who uh, he was a I think a five fifty when he came to us. He's now a seven oh four. He re-rated his insurance, his vehicle insurance, to, to, to see what the difference would be. And although they won't disclose it, there is a, a, a credit insurance score, but his mm-hmm. insurance dropped $250 a month when they – the only thing that changed was his credit score. Um, mm-hmm. Interest on a house. Uh, first off, if you're you know, 550 and you have 3%, then you can't buy one. So now you're forced to rent. $1,500 a month for rent for 12 months is $18,000, I think. Um, which is absolutely burnt money. You can, you'll never, ever, ever, ever get that back. Also, you take that same 1500 a month, now that you went up 100 points and can buy a house, um, let's call it the same 1500 that's 18000 in hard equity you just built. When you put money in, into a mortgage, into a house, it's like putting money in the bank. Plus, if you know San Antonio market. I mean, up here in Dallas, I don't know what the appreciation rate is. I don't think anybody really knows. They say 3 to 5%. It's, it's higher than that. 
I mean, I've been in my house three years, and it's up way more than that. So, um, look at the difference in a in a in a five fifty and a six fifty on mortgages. You've got eighteen thousand thrown away in lost rent. You have eighteen thousand um, thrown away or in, in no equity. You know, so you're talking thirty six thousand right there. Plus, then uh, times that over the course of of um, thirty years. We just did a refi for a guy that was with us. Um, I think he had like a 12% owner finance interest rate and we got his score up to 630 range real quick. He was like a 500 and was able to turn around, refi it through a conventional, traditional, whatever mortgage company, got a three, six, seven rate or something crazy. And his payment dropped, you know, 800 a month or 600 a month or something ridiculous. So is it worth it? It's absolutely worth it. Um, for me as a business owner, uh, mine has an eight in front of it. I mean, you would think that I would be around an eight thirty. I mean, I own a, a, one of the biggest credit repair companies in the country. So, right. you know, for me, I can't run a business with a six hundred. I can't. I cannot. I can't. You know, borrow twenty thousand dollars on my Amex or on my on this or whatever to to do this or to grow or or if I need to go buy a twenty five thousand dollars sign, I want to finance it with a six hundred credit score. Nobody's going to finance my sign. When I have an eight in front of it, or a seven fifty, or seven twenty in front of it, or seven hundred, or seven in front of my store, I, as a business owner, man, there's just so much more out there that's available to me. So, I mean, for 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 twelve hundred dollars to to, you can monetize your credit score. It goes on and on and on. Like us, we pay all of our we have eight nine billboards uh, throughout Texas, and we pay them all we pay them all via uh, credit card. And we get points and airline points. So whenever I go out to San Diego to, to speak on credit out there, I can use my points for a free airplane ride or, you know, whatever the case may be. Heck, I bought a boat, a $50,000 boat on my Amex for the points. So monetizing your credit wow. for what we charge, it's pennies on the dollar. It really, I mean, it really is. But um, so mm-hmm. is it worth it? It's absolutely worth it. Absolutely. And that's what, that was going to lead me into my next question was, what are the costs associated with your service? Because, you know, to me, um, it, it, it sounds like you can't, you can't afford not to do this and clean up your credit, yeah. right? That's absolutely correct. We have a couple of different programs. I have a credit builder program. We charge $600 for it. And all of our programs, our clients can pay us out. We, our programs are six months long. So they, mm-hmm. our customers will pay, they pay that out over over a six month period. But we have a credit builder program that's six hundred dollars, um, mm-hmm. where we'll we'll help people uh, that don't have any they have very limited credit. We'll help them open large accounts. FICO has a strong distaste for accounts under two thousand dollars. So these secured cards, five hundred dollars secured cards, you know, or, or even non secured, they're not working like they once were, like they were two to three years ago. Mortgage guys will tell people go get these cards. They'll go out and get two or three cards. And it'll drop your score because you're. It looks like too much credit at one time for FICO. So they have a strong taste for for cards two thousand or below. Our credit builder program has a five thousand dollar revolving guaranteed card. It's a jewelry store. It's an online store. Um, uh-huh. Spend a hundred bucks on some jewelry and shows forty nine hundred available credit. Um, you know, so that's a great program. Then we also have our home ownership guarantee. We charge twelve hundred for it. It's uh, two hundred two hundred a month. Um, okay. Couples are 300 enrollment, 300 a month, and then we have a another online enrollment program. It's 150 a month. So you know, around 150 bucks a month is what we what we average.
name is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my members and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on TokiNet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you all today. The topic of this Apple podcast is the myth, the man, the credit repair legend, Billy Alt. Billy is the president at 700 Services Incorporated. And he does so much more. So you all have to go over to 700creditrepair.com and check him out. Also, he has a fabulous um, Facebook Facebook group named Salesaholics uh, Anonymous. So go over there and check us out. I'm a part of that. And they, we have some real true game changers in that group. Wouldn't you say, Billy? Oh, absolutely. There's some great guys in that group. There's some... Uh... There's a lot of business experience and some guys doing some, some big things, especially in the terms of, um, you know, modern age marketing and um, growing your business and, and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, we got some great people in that group. Yes. And, you know, I also wanted you to um, tell all of our listeners about your mentorship program and uh, for, you know, for those who are, you know, um, who can qualify to get into that, if you would. Yeah, actually, um, I, like I had, we've talked before and you'd mentioned earlier, I uh, have spent the last five years mentoring under different uh, social media influencers, mm-hmm. mentorship, you know, coaches. And my, my focus, my reason to do that to begin with was um, to grow our business, to, to, to find clients for, for 700 credit repair. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm almost 50 years old. I've been in business 30 years. I'm an old print guy and radio person as far as advertising. So, and I think a lot of us are, Lisa. So just these new modern age, you know, marketing tips and tactics and Facebook. I, I didn't know what Facebook was whenever I first jumped on Facebook and, you know, whatever it was, seven, eight years ago. But I'll tell you, it's a, it's a, everybody's there. Everybody's hanging out there. So there's ways to utilize that to grow your business, to get information, to find information, to help other people. Like that's how you and I connected. So in my group, we have a group called Trophyholics. 
I, we charge $134 a month, which is cheap, cheap, cheap. It really is. Um, it is. So it's really not about the money. It's, it's more about the training. But in that group, we, we, we discuss things like this. You know, you and I are doing a radio show on a cell phone while I'm, while I'm, I'm, you know, taping it for later use. I'll pull stuff out of it, whatever. So we teach stuff like that. We teach things like, you know, how to uh, create text links or, you know, Vizmeo forms or um, the, the Facebook algorithm. Um, it, 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 we're all over the place. So, yeah, if you guys have any interest in, you know, wanting to learn how to grow yourself, your business, if you're a salesperson, you want to sell more whatever it is you sell, uh, that's kind of what we focus on in that group. So, But it's called Trophyholics on Facebook. And then our free sales group on Facebook is called Salesaholics. So join Salesaholics, and then you can even find – you'll find the Trophyholics stuff through there. So, yeah, if anybody wants to, to, to grow their business through social media, uh, check us out. Uh-huh. You know, I commend you, Billy, uh, because the kind of uh, content that you put out um, is – I mean, there's a lot of – mentorship programs going out, you know, everybody wants to be a coach these days and usually can be if you're, um, if you bring good content, um, you know, you know, and what you're bringing to the table is at least worth $1,500 a month, if not more. <laughs> Just yeah. so you know, paid, you got to have a talk. <laughs> I paid 20, I paid $2,500 a month for, for four and a half years. Um, so when I say, so, our, so, so you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. But um, I commend you and your lovely wife, Melissa, for all that you do for others. Okay, well, so let's you. delve back in. You're, you're quite welcome. Um, do you offer debt settlement? No, we do not. And you know, my, my take on it is um, the way it works is basically – a, a person would maybe have too much debt. Let's let's take a Home Depot credit card. It's fifteen hundred dollars. What debt settlement practices is to let that credit card charge off, and then once it charges off, they'll call on your behalf and negotiate a settlement and pay it in full. So the charge off process is at least six months. You have to become delinquent for it to charge off. So they basically tell you if you can't pay your bills, stop paying them, and they have the, they have you pay them. So let's say you've got a thousand a month going out in bills, but you could only afford about four hundred. They'll work okay. a deal with you, get your four hundred, have you charge those accounts off, and then go back in, and whatever money is is escrowed, they'll go in and settle those debts. But they typically keep about 50% is what they make. Some are 60%. So here's my take on it. I'll let my own home Depot credit card charge off and then I'll call them and, and cut a deal before it goes to collections and, and, and save the 400 a month myself. I, that, that's really what that boils down to. And there's no different laws or things, you know, it, it, it is what it is um, as opposed to credit repair you're going after them to repair something on the debt settlement side. Home Depot is going to be calling you and wanting to work with you and wanting to settle the account and wanting to take 50 cents on the dollar. So it, 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 it's not that you can do it yourself because you can do a lot of things yourself. You can do credit repair yourself. But in that, for instance, it makes no sense to me for me to pay you 400 a month for 24 months 
and, and then you keep half of that money, and we're only going to use the other half to settle that account. And, and the, in the interim, my credit got tore up worse than it already was because now I've got all kinds of new charge-offs. After the fact, now here's a, what, what you still have a you still have a, a settled charge-off though because it wasn't paid in full. It was settled. A settled charge-off is still a charge-off. The only difference is you're not going to have it sold to a collection company. So I'm totally anti. <laughs> I'm I'm against that whole industry. It's, it's I don't think it's consumer friendly. I don't think it's the, the you know the right way to treat a, a, a consumer. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of states that it's not even a legal business. You can't even get a legal business license, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to, to perform that. Right. right. What are the hours um, that we can speak with a 700creditrepair.com advisor? We're open. Um, we are open nine to actually we're open eight to six Monday through Friday. And then we're open 10 to four on Saturday. So eight to six Monday to Friday, 10 to four on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Very good. What is the Fair Credit Reporting Act and why was it created? The FCRA is, uh, that, that, that's the, 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 basically the set of consumer laws. It, it, it was designed to protect the consumer. It, it is exactly what it, it says that, you know, the, the, the Fair Credit Reporting Act they oversee and, and basically govern how creditors um, report information to the bureaus. And the, the, the three stipulations in the, in the Fair Credit Reporting Act are, are basically what we talked about at the first of the show. A, a creditor can only report 100% verifiable information, 100% accurate information, and 100% timely information. Um, so that, in a nutshell, um, those are the, the, the really the the three laws or the three main parts of the FCRA that we utilize. Okay, that's good to know. What are the three credit bureaus? The three bureaus that the big three are TransUnion, mm-hmm. Experian, and then there's Equifax, and and they're very much for, you know for-profit companies. They're not non-profit. They're for-profit companies. They're not government agencies. They're, they're for-profit companies. And they're three different companies. They're not the same company. Um, they all stand on their own. Just because one item gets removed from TransUnion does not mean Experian has to remove it. Um, but Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax are the big three that we, you know, that, that have, there's more, there's smaller ones out there, you know, but those are the ones that when you go buy a car or house, that's what everybody pulls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. You know, I'm sure people with uh, less than stellar credit want to know how long does it take for your company to fix their bad credit? Our programs last six months, but our, um, our, our rounds are every, every 40 days. And our, our best two rounds are usually our first two. So, we usually will see our best results within the first 60 to 90 days. And then we use that last 90 days to clean up old things like at that point, maybe inquiries, old addresses, inaccurate and factual data, um, things like, you know, at, uh, addresses, employment. If uh, you have 10 or 12 addresses on a credit report, but on your application, you have two that doesn't look good in the eyes of a lender. So 
you know, there's other things to the report other than just the score that will influence people whether they should approve you or not. So usually our, our, our removal process, within the first three months, we really have everything removed that we're going to. We average about a 75% uh, deletion rate. But then on the, on, the, on the last month or two of our program, because they're six-month programs, we focus on, you know, maybe any new inquiries or, or, the, or the, the cleanup of inaccurate and factual data, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long do you, does negative items stay on one's credit report? Seven years. They can report it for seven years from the date of first delinquency. Bankruptcies are in public records for 10 years. And the date of first delinquency, Lisa, is the day that that account became 30 days late. So that's something that we really look for a lot. We look for um, uh, date of, of, of uh, last activity or the date the account was open or the, the, the charge-off date. But the charge-off date would have to be the, the date of first delinquency. And a lot of times they'll show that date, of, they'll show the charge-off date maybe once it charged off or – you know, some companies will play games and maybe show it a lot newer than what it is. But uh, seven years from the time I was 30 days late on an account is how long they can afford it. Hmm. Okay. Okay, very good. Before we go on uh, another break, a brief break, Billy, could you tell people the number to contact your office? Absolutely. It's uh, You can call us and get a – actually, we can do a, a free credit analysis for you at 972 972- Two seven nine zero four four four, and an extension two goes straight to to our portfolio manager. It's nine seven two two seven nine zero four four four, extension two. Great. I encourage everyone to get in touch with 700creditrepair.com because they not only can help you with your personal credit, but they can also help you build up your business credit. And that is sometimes things that we don't even think about as entrepreneurs or business professionals. But uh, Billy and his team will be able to help you with that as well. And on the other side of the break, I have some more questions for Billy. And then we're going to talk about credit myths. So stay tuned for more of the Lisa Lewis Show exclusively on TogiNet Radio. in Scotland? Nope. The popular gift-wrapping tape was actually developed right here in the United States. In 1926, the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, 3M, was being a bit rapacious, trying to save a little scratch or money, and started using a cheaper adhesive on their sticky tape. A Detroit automaker ordered some of this newer, cheaper tape to use for spray-painting auto bodies. But the automaker complained because the tape was scotch, a politically incorrect word that meant cheap or stingy. 
While the tape didn't have the adhesion to satisfy the automaker, it was hardly a Jifu jet. That's an unnecessary thing. It had many other uses, as we all know. So the tape was kept in production, and the name Scotch just stuck. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We're so thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on TogiNet Radio. And we have another good one for you all today. The topic of this Apple podcast, which is, by the way, downloadable, is the myth, the man, the credit repair legend. Billy Alt. Billy is the president at 700 Series Incorporated, and he's so much more. He's a philanthropist, an entrepreneur, a CEO, a founder, a father, a mentor, a friend, a husband. Uh, so welcome back, Billy. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Lisa. Yes. So um, before the break, we we're um, talking about um, uh, more about how long does it take to fix your bad credit. You went into that. Uh, we talked about how long does negative items stay on your credit report. Uh, why is it important to have a credit company such as yourself? Um, and so next I want to get into how much does credit repair um, cost? And we, you did go over the cost, but it was uh, when we went to break, it kind of phased out. So do you want to go over the cost again so people know that it's so affordable and how can you not do this? You know, our average, our average is about 150 a month probably. So it really in, it depends on the, the different types of programs um, that, that somebody would – or the different pro, – Program somebody would choose get tongue tied there. Mm-hmm. We we have our lowest program is six hundred dollars and our very most expensive is fourteen hundred. And again, payment plans available on all of them. So uh, our average right now, I think we're it's about twelve hundred dollars is what our average price is. Average payments one fifty. Our couples programs are um, twenty one hundred. Uh, payments are three hundred dollars a month. So you know you can figure around one fifty a month. Um, is what our, our costs would be. And again, six months is how long our programs are, six-month contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And would you say that, could you help almost anyone, Billy? Is your program set up to help, um, you know, just normal, average working people, as well as maybe some high-level um, um, producers as well? You know, it, it doesn't really matter, again, what's on the credit report or what your, or what the item is. We, we can dispute it. So it's your legal right as a consumer to dispute those items. So can we help anybody? Absolutely. We have some people who come to us with a 400 credit score who want to get to a 580 so they can purchase a home and get their, their family out of an apartment. And then we have other people who are maybe a 620, 630 in Really, that 620, 630 psycho score range, that's who pays the most. That's a probably a C credit tier in, to most companies. Um, so, you, you know, you get a lot of people that, are, that can buy vehicles and stuff, but the interest rates are just real high. So they want to get from that 620 range to 700 range. And then we have people who are 680, 690 who want to get to that 750 range. We even have people that are 7 want to get to 8, whatever. So but the majority of our, our, our average incoming credit score is a 550-ish. So um, the, the types of profiles we can't help would be somebody with a whole lot of new negative items. Um, and the reason being, Lisa, if somebody, you know, the dust has to settle, so to speak. If somebody went through some financial hardships and they have, you know, 20 medical collections and four or five charge-offs that are, that are brand new, especially we know that those companies are probably going to fight us a little bit harder because it's fresh on their desk, so to speak. Um, they're at least going to, mm -hmm. you know, they want to continue to try the collection process. If, if it's a new collection on original creditors, what they do, if we see somebody with a three month old charge off, well, we know that that's going to be sold to a collection company probably here in the near future. So there's another one coming. So the, the best sort of has to settle. We like to see accounts around, you know, at least over six months old, really once they get to be about a year is when we're really able to help the most. And the majority of our customers, they don't come to us and say, this does happen, but most people don't say, hey, I had this one charge off, you know, three months ago. Can you help me? The majority of our folks, they went through a financial hardship. Um, like me personally, I went through the mobile, in the mobile home business. We, you know, I closed down a company and could only pay certain things only had so much money to, to, to pay with so um mm -hmm. it, it the, the 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 majority that we see it'll you know it'll be eight or ten charge-offs not not just one or it'll be eight or ten collections not just one so and usually they're around the same period of time but you know we like to see that stuff call it a, a year or older is is mm -hmm. anybody that just bought a truck repo or is delinquent you know if you've got two cars and you're delinquent on both of them and you just let an American Express charge off, charge off, you know, those cars have to repo before we can even start the dispute process. And if they're that new, they're probably going to go sell it at auction, settle it, sell the balance to a collection company. And that, that process takes six months to a year. So, you know, that's why our perfect client would be a year since, since anything bad hit their credit report. But, you know, and, and sometimes that can't be prevented. We have folks that are with us during the process and all of a sudden they get a new collection from a year ago, which we address it. We work with, we, we dispute it. We, we handle it the best we can, but you know, sometimes our clients will see dips in the road. We may get eight or 10 items removed. They may open up the, the 5,000 card we recommend and, 
and we, we, we catch, you know, 80, 90, 100 points, and then all of a sudden maybe something new hits. So on that next round, it may dip 20 points, but overall we're still up 80. Then we go dispute that and get it off. So, you know, again, the six-month program, with if anything new comes in or whatever, we're able to catch it and, and fight it at that point. But um, there's really not many people we can't help. So if anybody, you know, uh-huh. if you're if you're questioning that, we can certainly pull your credit, do a credit analysis, and let you know. We don't charge for that. We do free financial um, analysis with our analysis with our customers, and go through that report with them. And if it's somebody that maybe that dust hasn't settled, or it's just too bright, too new of stuff, or whatever the case may be, which is very rare, um, within what we we just. You know, tell them that, hey, the timing's not great for you. Let's let this stuff maybe age in another six months or whatever. What I don't want to do is take their money. What I want to do is give them impeccable service and impeccable results. And, you know, exactly. But again, there's not many we can't help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we, you know, we have just a couple minutes, uh, Billy, before um, the podcast is over. So let's debunk some of the credit myths shall we? (laughs) Okay. One that I've heard of is checking my own credit report harms my credit score. What do you say to that? It depends on who is doing the checking. If my uh, buddy owns a car lot or is a car salesman down at, you know, Jupiter Chevrolet and he pulls my credit, it will, it will hurt my credit. It would, you know, I don't, no, there's no points measurement that you could say, but an inquiry like that would absolutely hurt your credit. Or if you had your mortgage buddy pull your credit, absolutely. You can get your free credit report yearly, once a year annually, at annualcreditreport.com. And you can also, like my company, we have a credit monitoring service that we work with. So we are able to go into a monitoring site like myfico.com or um, you know, like Credit Karma, if you go check your, your credit on Credit Karma, that does not put an inquiry on your credit every time you look at it. If you go into myfico.com, freecreditreport.com, um, those monitoring sites, then you can go check it all day, every day, and it would not affect your, your score at all. So really, at least it depends on how you're gathering the data. You can get a free report through annualcreditreport.com. You can sign up around 20 bucks a month for these monitoring sites can watch it and get it every day like that. But, you know, if you're going in and you're a manufactured home sales person, that's what I used to be. We used to pull our credit all the time. Then, yes, that would that absolutely would uh, not be healthy for your, your credit if you actually heard it. So if you, you, you as a consumer, you have your right to get it from the bureaus or from a, a third-party monitor. If, it's not, if, you're not, if they're not pulling your credit for, to finance something for financial purposes, um, then there, there's, there's not a hard inquiry that's, it's placed on it. If you're checking it through these monitoring sites, there's no inquiry. Okay, very good. Another credit myth, um, too many accounts were hurt. Therefore, you must close accounts. What do you say to that? Whenever you close an account, you affect the other aspects of your uh, of the algorithm, of your, of your score makeup. So FICO loves age. They love history. They love open history. Um, you could also, if you close an account, you're losing that utilization, which makes up 30 percent of your of your credit score. Um, your age makes up 10 uh, percent of your score. Um, so closing accounts is, is not good at all because you're losing that history, you're losing that late. 
that it um, uh, if that makes sense. That if FICO also has a, a strong distaste for too many accounts, especially at one time, Lisa. So if if with 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 age and depth, somebody could have eight or ten revolving accounts. A thin file or a credit file that maybe only has 18 months or 24 months or 36 months of depth or history, a whole lot of accounts would hurt them. FICO would say, hold on, they're opening way too many accounts too fast. There's no depth. I don't see any history on this bureau for the last 10 years or whatever. So, you know, that's two different deals, opening too many, I guess, at one time or keeping too many open and then closing. But never, ever, ever close. You should never close an account. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very good. Well, Billy, we all, we have about one minute left, and I just wanted to let everybody know that Billy has agreed to come on our show on the third Thursday of the month moving forward. So uh, we so appreciate that. So put it on your calendar. The next time will be March 19th, same space, same, uh, same time. And Billy, uh, if you could just let us leave us with one takeaway about credit repair, what what would that be quickly? Uh, the the laws and the consumer rights are on your side, and, and the credit bureaus actually put up uh, steel walls or whatever curtains to keep you out of the bureaus. So um, dispute dispute it's your right. Ask to see proof. Never dispute online because you can't ask. But um, by all means, dispute the items that are negative on your report. Right. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Billy. You have a great day. Take care. Thank you so much for having us. Remember, if it's Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and in.